Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Starblade podcast. This is the finale and on this podcast you're listening to Star Wars Galactic, that's me. Um, On my YouTube channel I discuss, well, Star Wars and on this podcast I'm joined here with the Keyblade Theorist. Hello, I'm the Keyblade Theorist, as you probably noticed from other episodes. Um, But for this now we're just gonna, it's not it's not like a specific topic we're going to be going over a range of movies that have rather came out or are going to come out in this episode and so we just wanted to go with the kind of big kind of blockbusters at the moment i suppose as they call it and so one that's came out recently is the latest kind of marvel blockbuster um called black widow which is one that was originally supposed to come out just on Disney Plus, but is on Disney Plus with a premiere access, and it's in cinemas, which cinemas have finally returned. Yes. Um, so, what were your general thoughts on um, Black Widow? Yeah, so we talked about it in Marvel Mayhem two episodes back, um, I think. Um, well, of course it was Marvel, so I'm pretty sure we talked about Black Widow. And I was kind of going into this film open-minded. I wasn't too sure what to think. Because I was kind of excited, but I wasn't too sure how I felt. Like, I'd read some of the reviews and I was a bit like, okay. Um, And to be honest, I was really disappointed by this film in a lot of ways. I thought it had a lot of great action sequences. Um, I thought that they, I thought that Elena was really good. Everyone's been saying good things about her, and I have to agree that she was kind of the highlight of the film because she was what kept it going. Um, I thought that there were definitely some inconsistencies, but I think my favorite thing about the film was the intro with kind of where they introduced the title of the film. That was amazing. Um, but yeah, what were your, what's your kind of summary of thoughts on the film? Um, yeah, so I just want to kind of quickly comment. Um, at first, I was really liking the, oh, in fact, spoilers on this, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, Spoiler review. Yeah, so it was a bit unrealistic as the film went on. So at the start of this, you have this really dark tone that these girls are being put into this program to be soldiers, basically. Um, for Danny DeVito or Danny DeVito like person. Um, yeah, I think his name was was it Draco? I thought it was as Dracov or something. I thought it was some, I thought it was Jacob <laughs> because yeah, um, the whole accent thing that the that they put on like the Russian accent or something. I couldn't really understand who the villain's name he, was. He definitely gave off um, Danny DeVito vibes. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, continue. But yeah, it just um, it was a bit unrealistic though how their their base was like a flying spaceship thing in the yeah, sky. Yeah, and how did nobody notice that there was a flying spaceship in the sky? <laughs> like they did so many in the sky, you'd think that they would have been able to detect one, like the red. And then you thought like the government would have yeah. made contact or shot it down yeah. by then. And um, I just yeah, sorry. Yeah, it just uh, <laughs> it wasn't good. But that's just <laughs> it, plain and simple. It was not good. It, I did not enjoy it. No. Um, if I if I was ever ranking every Marvel movie to exist, that would be way way down there. 
Like, I think Captain Marvel. the ones I've seen, it's my second least favorite, with the very bottom being Captain Marvel. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen I've seen most of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Couldn't finish it because it was that bad. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp was, it was okay. It just... Um, lacked in a lot of things. Yeah, but, I mean, it did... Oh, it was basically a big link into Avengers Endgame. I think the problem with this Black Widow film, they, they have, obviously there are some problems, but I think the main problem, well, kind of two main problems, is the timing and also the story. Because the way it works is it's not a Black Widow film. Black Widow doesn't change over the course of the movie. She's still the same person. There are no real high stakes because of the timing, because we know she's already died in the like next couple of films. So it's mm-hmm. like you you already know that she's going to survive. And Black Widow, she's just kind of the same character from the start at the end. She's just cut her hair and dyed it. Like that's all that's really happened. Yeah. I mean, some of the characters were quite good, but I need to have a wee rant. And I was saying this pre-recording, and I want Very to talk cottage. about. Yeah, I would. I I need to talk about the awful Taskmaster. <laughs> what on earth was Taskmaster? The villain of this film, whether it's Drakov with his bad CGI glasses going off into the distance <laughs> or or it's the or it's just the stupid Taskmaster reveal that everyone saw, like I heard recently, everyone practically saw it coming I and I I remember hearing that apparently yet Taskmaster is Dracov's daughter How, however she survived we don't know and however Dracov survived we don't know but, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, um, Taskmaster on set was played by a man, yet she's a woman. Mm-hmm. I heard. Which, I don't know. I mean, I think Marvel really need to kind of improve their female-led movies. Because It Captain was an Marvel... interesting, um, it was an interesting, um, it was an interesting kind of premise, I think the word is. Um, how like she kind of created the villain. She's the one that kind of. I thought. Um, yeah, I thought they made that. Made her into a kind of like cyborg like character of sorts. Yeah. It just we didn't. I did not care one bit for Taskmaster. Like at towards the end of the film, I was like, God, where is this going? And. Taskmaster was the main disappointment the main thing that almost led to the downfall of the film because Taskmaster leads to Dracov, Dracov leads to the main villain of the film and the main villain is something that has to for a film to really work you need to kind of have a good villain as well as a good hero Um, like I was saying the characters, Black Widow yet she's a good hero this isn't a Black Widow movie it's Black Widow's family it felt like the Incredibles at one point where the whole family gets together and the family dynamics, like there was a good point where you really saw some conflict at the when everyone was leaving the table and stuff, which <laughs> sounds weird, but I think you know the same meaning. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Red Guardian just ruins it with a whole joke, and then the Red Moon comes, but like nothing happens after that. It's just 
Oh, there were so many story like, problems, and it was just kind of... Ugh, I don't know. At the start, I love I love the premise. How it's yes. Kind of like, I like how it's set she's up. Been, but... She's been split apart from her sister. They, she's managed to obviously kind of escape the Red Room. Mm-hmm. And because, like, apart from in the comics, um, Black Widow's backstory was not covered at all. So it's about time you finally got a Black Widow movie. So I was generally excited about this one because it sounded like an interesting story. But mm-hmm. I would have liked it if it wasn't like, it wasn't so focused on the family. I know that is what like, really ruined it. I, I don't know his name, but Hopper from Stranger Things. I'm yeah, very sorry. People are probably screaming at um. Yeah, screaming at me right now telling me the actor's name but I have no idea what his I name think it's is David Harbour something like that um but it's just like of course like family is power and whatnot but it would have been so much better if it was her taking on like a full-on agency the stakes are high I know like I remember seeing a full-on setup with um you know at the very very beginning where she's like looking mm. into some mirror on the phone like I thought there was some connection there and the the whole Captain America thing with Red Guardian, I don't know if you remember, he just kept mentioning him. Captain America, Captain America. And it led to nothing. And even though um, Taskmaster can mimic others' abilities, he kind of does mimic Captain America in certain ways. But this whole thing about Captain America never really fell through with the rest of the film. It was just there for a laugh. Yeah. Um, I mean, it does the post-credit scene, which I think we should move on to. Just yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, so. Um, just with like, of course, it's based after um her death was at the end of Endgame. Um, it was a little bit confusing because I thought they were going to find out who her mother was because they were by a tree and there was a grave or something. Because I mentioned earlier something about that. Yeah, and the mother was just acting like it was like some form of comic relief. Um, and she would just like make a joke like, sorry, I'm just paying my respects and just blowing her nose really loud. Like, yeah, she was from Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think she was, I think, well, she was obviously saying Hawkeye. Um, and I, yeah. I heard so that. Want, do you want the shot of the person that killed your sister? And um, it's just like, it's giving away the plot for Hawkeye, basically, I think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. but A possible plot. possible plot. I mean, it's going to link in somehow. I mean, I think the good things about this film... Um, <laughs> sorry, there are so many bad things. It's hard to pick out the good. Well, obviously, the intro with the dark tone and the whole, like, I hello music. I- sorry, I just remembered the song. Hello I don't know. That's the, that the, was the, all the, the was, uh, The soundtrack was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The soundtrack. At the start. Although, I didn't... There were only two songs that I remember noticing, and that was the Hello song. <laughs> and then, also, at the very end, when they just played the Avengers scene, because why not? When she went off into help Avengers Infinity War. Or, or leading up to Avengers Infinity War. Um... But yeah, the introduction was good. I thought Yelena was quite good. Um, some of the family and stuff just didn't work. Let me just summarise the plot very simply. We find out what happened to Black Widow and how she got into the Red Room. Interesting. Mm. 
Well, it only gets better from here, because we find out that after civil war, she's being hunted down, and now she has to go and find her family after her sister had been like un uncontrolled and somehow with some red dust, and now her sister is, and now somehow they meet up out of coincidence. Nowhere. I can't even remember. Like they meet at the same room. I know you're out there. It just like ruins the suspense. Um, like even their fight, it just made me kind of laugh at one point. It like just there was seemed... not like it led up to nothing. There was no reason for them to fight. Like oh, look at my moves, I'm really strong. Oh yeah, you got trained in the Ren room too. No way. <laughs> it's just yeah, like it... what was the point? Yeah, it's just it wasn't it wasn't a good movie. No. Um, I loved the premise, but it just failed to deliver. It was, it really felt like a thriller. It did not feel like um, a Marvel movie. It felt like a wannabe spy. It felt like a wannabe James Bond, kind of. Yeah, like a, like one woman against a evil agency. How will she do it? It just I, I love a premise like that because I you know. really want to know how does she do it? How does she beat it? Does she beat it? Also. In films, there's kind of the whole thing about the MacGuffin plot, where you have to get things in order to save the world. Well, it's a bit like this, because you get people. First of all, you find your sister, then they go to get the first MacGuffin, their dad. Then, when their dad doesn't know what happens, they go to get another MacGuffin, their mum. And then, after that, they team up, like, the MacGuffins unite, and then, um, yeah, they stop the evil bad guy who wants those MacGuffins, aka the Widows. So, yeah, it should have been called the widows, not black it's widows. Like, even, even like when she's breaking the other widows out of the the space station. <laughs> oh god, with the big red explosion of dust. <gasps> the CGI was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, it's just like they made it out like there was. Barely any girls that were in the red room. Yeah, it's true. Like it's they like showed a whole map, but that was it. There, there wasn't as much, as, like, at like it's supposed to be the climax, how they find out who the Taskmaster really is, and they're in kind of like Danny DeVito's office, and um, <laughs> yeah, and um... they show they show the screen of all the girls, and there's only like like ten, fifteen of them that they managed to break out. I know, and like, why, uh, why didn't Black Widow just go with her family at the end? It made so, no sense. Like, you could have just gone with your family. But um, yeah, that just summarizes Black Widow a um, a disappointing, uh, with a good start, but disappointing afterwards, and falls downward. And I heard in its second weekend that it fell like between sixty to eighty percent, which was really bad. Mm. For Black Widow, I mean, it's not that rewatchable, which I'm so I'm not surprised that yeah. not many people want to see it again. Um, if you're watching every Marvel movie in chronological order, it feels like like because when I did that, it just felt like one that I really wanted to skip. Yeah, I mean, some of them, some, like I heard a, um, I know I keep saying I heard this or I heard that, but. I heard someone saying that the MCU feels more like a product than art now. 
which kind of makes sense. Like, this film was yeah. just used as a product to promote. They still have a lot of stories to tell. We have so many yeah. new kind of superheroes that are being introduced yeah. in I think they've four. done really good with uh, doing that. Like, The Eternals, Miss um, mm. Marvel, The Marvels. Um, yeah, so they obviously have more stories to tell, but I hope they get more creative with than they did yeah. with this Danny style I know it garbage. felt a bit like one of the it felt like it should have been one of the earlier movies it felt like that kind of like they were just using that kind of formula. just like when it came when it came around end game time of the MCU it just felt like this is getting a lot more better and their story yeah. and the way it was expanding it was just it was so good but just yeah. um yeah so talking about uh, another disappointment now um, I would like to gently touch on the Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt movie known Jumanji. as Jungle Cruise. Sorry. It's not out yet, but um, from our from our time of recording this, it's coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, so we just wanted to give our initial thoughts as we will probably go over it in season two of the podcast yeah. uh, as a proper review. Oh, um, right. Can I just say, this is not called Jungle Cruise. It's called Jumanji Boat. That's what it is. It's it's not even it. Have you like even when you get hints of the villain and you compare and you compare it to the villain in Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle with Dwayne Johnson jo- Johnson, <laughs> it's like the exact same. It's just like this guy who's got lots of bugs going around his face. Like there's like a snake in the middle of his cheek. It like. And he's some kind of pirate. And it's based off the ride. I am... And I've... Yeah. I I, I, I remember when I went to um, Disneyland once. And I went on the ride. It wasn't even that good. The ride was not good. I don't think It felt so short. And it's like... They put all of their money into looking like it was real. But I could could see the camera box that were making the shadows. It, It was like... It was a very budgeted um, ride. Yeah. I think... Um, I think... What was I going to say? I was going to say... They've, they've lost their... Uh, they've lost their amounts of actors and actresses. Emily Blunt is Mary Poppins. Dwayne Johnson is in too much. He, well, he's Maui. Yeah. Um, and he's already been... like Well, he's been in like four five jungle films journey to jumanji the next level the next level in the other jumanji film and now jungle cruise that's four films and as of today i found out it's one year away from black adam which hopefully will help change his acting career so he doesn't keep playing himself but he calls himself frank Mm. um um so it'll be nice to finally have dwayne johnson as a superhero even if it's not with marvel um but going back to jungle cruise real quickly um the overall plot is dwayne johnson and emily blunt not the greatest duo ever but they're they're in this film together anyway um must go on a cruise in the title get it and they go on a cruise to find a massive a magical living tree. The myth go... is real. 
they say that in the trailer? But obviously, as it's been teased in the trailer, there's this guy that's telling them about it, but obviously he's going to want it for himself, so he's going to betray them and steal the tree for himself. I can see it now. I actually didn't think of that, and I could probably see that happening. I, I see it happening now. Mm. Like, um, there are certain acting duels that go together, like Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, for example. Like, little and large, they bounce off each other in films that they've done, such as Central Intelligence, The Jumanjis, and I think a couple more. They really do bounce off each other, and they do work really well together. But when it comes to um, Mary Poppins' Returns, which was a massive cash grab. Um, Emily Blunt wasn't even a good one. She was like more like scary Nanny McPhee. <laughs> um, she wasn't even a good Mary Poppins. Of course, the original one, she'll always be the goddess of all Mary Poppins. But she wasn't even that good um, in, as Mary Poppins. Her role in the Quiet Place movies, she did fantastically in. Yeah. But it's just like some actors don't don't work well together and even in the trailer there's like this Oh, the classic, sorry. The classic joke that they've used here is the I've got it, I've got it. I don't got it. Oh, so funny. Oh, so original. Oh, Dwayne, you're so funny. It's Yeah, Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, I just don't think are going to do well together. I feel like it's going to be a bit stiff. The way they talk to each other. I think it's going to be quite poor. I mean, it's a Disney film. They'll probably add some of that Disney magic. Already with the reviews with um, Rotten Tomatoes and whatnot, it does not seem great. Like a rewatch that you'd watch on a family movie night or something. It more feels. Feels bad. I know. Um, And speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, big news for uh, DC. The Suicide Squad, well, was at a perfect 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty sure the highest scoring DC EU film and probably the highest scoring DC film as well. Um, now it's at 98, which is basically an almost perfect score, and it's getting overall praise from critics and audiences who have previewed the film. And uh, yeah, it's said to be a violent, gritty, emotional big um, movie to the watch. The films that James Gunn has done is just I am a James Gunn fan. It's just like the worlds that he creates, he more masters the kind of trigger happy style. Like villains can sort of be heroes as well, I sort of and that's a thing that DC does relatively well. I mean, Birds of Prey was not the greatest example, but I do think that Suicide Squad will do a better version of it. Yeah. And not um, the original Suicide Squad, which was um, something. Yeah. Um, um, if I... you ever see the Suicide... No, sorry, not the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Um, it's, it's not that good. Um, I'm, I, I still do wonder why um, they're going with the Suicide Squad title again, but um, I do think that it's going to be the a, a good um, DC movie. I do feel yeah. like they're sort of getting their act together, getting a kind of mm-hmm. timeline that links in with each other. Yeah, I mean, I'm really glad because 
um, there's always, mostly, any, well, apart from now, there's always been some controversy with all their DCEU films. With Marvel, it's always been, well, hey, we love this film. Well, hey, we love this film too. And with critics and audiences, it's like 50-50 split. Some people like it, some people hate it. And now everyone's just kind of saying we love it, a bit like Marvel. But apparently some people say this is something that Marvel would never let James Gunn do, but is yet still really good in its own way. So I'm really excited to see it eventually. Um, uh, Yeah, so that is kind of like Jungle Cruise and the Suicide Squad are coming out tomorrow as of when we're recording this. So we'll see how the box office numbers do. I heard it's estimated Jungle Cruise is going to make 20 um and the suicide squad is set to make up between 30 and 60 million but that could go up with the big reviews coming out with the really good reviews um and i just wanted to move on to another topic which is kind of star star wars sorry related and it kind of goes back to the streaming wars which is where this all started So, The Bad Batch is currently a Star Wars series on Disney+, Plus, a streaming service, which is gaining lots of popularity with it having Marvel original series, National Geographic things on, um, Pixar films as well. You know, they've got a lot of really big properties attached to Disney+, Plus, which obviously brings a large audience. And they've brought Star Wars into the mix, as of course they bought Star Wars. Um, and so the Bad Batch is kind of like a season eight of the Clone Wars, but serves as a kind of solo series. Spin-off. Yeah, spin-off, yeah. Um, and I just thought it might be interesting if I reviewed it so far, because we're on episode 13. Um, and I don't know, are you <clears throat> are you watching it at the moment? On Disney Plus, or are you not? I'm waiting until the full season comes out, and then I think I'm thinking I'm gonna binge watch it. Okay, well, I'll kind of give you and the people listening a bit of an idea. Sorry, my voice is going funny here. <clears throat> right, okay. So the Bad Batch starts off as a really interesting and intriguing series, um, and it still is intriguing, but. Um, it introduces the Bad Batch into... We kind of get more of an idea of who the Bad Batch are. They were seen in the Clone Wars previously, so we kind of know who they are, but now we really get to see them focused and have them kind of get their own spotlight in their own series, which is going to last for 60 episodes. So there are two more, three more to go. Um, so two or three more to go, so it's almost finished. Um, at the start, there's a lot of mystery behind it. Uh, they introduce a new character, Omega, who um, has an interesting plot twist as the series goes on, which I won't spoil. Um, and really, as the series kind of continues through episodes kind of six to now, the last kind of six, seven episodes, they kind of do the Mandalorian um, kind of thing, where they go on different missions, and it doesn't mean too much, but we get introduced to new characters, some that we've seen before, and I have talked about this on my YouTube channel before, that there is a big cameo problem in this series, 
because they just keep showing cameo after cameo after cameo in each episode with um, some of their previous um, animated series such as Star Wars Rebels yeah I mean I guess kind of spoiler alert but you'll get to see her eventually Hera from uh, Star Wars Rebels we get to see in her younger time um, and we've seen well I'm not, I don't want to spoil too much but we've just seen loads of characters that we've seen before and it just gets a wee bit repetitive and after mm. the big Mandalorian finale where they had a very big cameo which I don't know if you've seen but I'll try not to spoil it this time around um, yeah I mean the series has been setting up quite a lot but at the start it was going quite like well I was really into it now I'm a bit less interested because the previous episode that just came was my least favourite so far not to say that it's the worst thing ever it's not but it is pretty bad uh, but I mean the animation is good okay. the music's good I mean it's pretty good but um, I think just, sorry funny sorry. just a quick little comment um, on the on the kind of series finale to the Clone Wars which is very controversial but the way it's done I wouldn't call it a perfect finale um, perfect is a bit of an over exaggerated word um, but it's the, the, the kind of ending scene where of course we see Anakin become Darth Vader um, mm-hmm. it's done in such a way that I really did enjoy the it, the yeah. kind of Darth Maul in it um, so yeah. of course he's alive. Um, so I, I did. I did generally really like the, the fight scenes and everything. It was really really good. Um, but of course we have the Ahsoka series coming up, um, which I think will continue her story. I guess. Yeah. It's um, been off of the Mandalorian, so it's going to link into that somehow. Uh, but yeah, just overall, the Bad Batch is a really entertaining series um it's not finished yet so i don't have my final views on it but so far it's kind of going down has lots of action lots of character development and it kind of shows characters that you really get drawn into um and another series which is on disney plus links to streaming wars i guess is loki which i think you were gonna talk about for a bit just kind of review it almost um yeah you better pull up your socks other streaming services because um um because disney plus has got yet another um marvel series so um loki which has been getting a lot of um good reviews on social media and whatnot yeah. and is the first it's the first um Marvel series that it's going to link into a season two, I think. Yeah. I mean, um, I remember looking back. One Division won't get a season two, I don't think, no. and neither will um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, so, or I remember seeing, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, sorry. That, yeah. I remember seeing in the one of the trailers that we have for one of our episodes, I think it was Marvel Mayhem again, um, I think we were kind of saying that they're probably not going to get a season two, um, just because, you know, Loki, or not Loki, WandaVision didn't get a season two, Falcon and Winter Soldier isn't really, so it's likely that Loki won't, but now they've kind of surprised us with a season two, so, and I really love the ending that they did for that, um, but to kind of overall describe Loki, how would you what, what do you think were the good or bad things about it? 
Um, I mean, the female version of Loki and all of the other Loki, sorry, variants. Oh. Um, I did like that with the crocodile Loki and the presidential Loki, I think it's called. And, and the, the classic Loki. Loki. Sorry. Yeah, um, and even the the master of all time and something like something like that. Yeah. Um, he was g- generally I don't know the actor's name, but he he did a pretty amazing um, performance in it. But um, it just it didn't fit in with the kind of tone it was going for because yeah, I it's quite a bit of a spoiler yeah, here, sorry, but Loki knew that he. He yeah. Got killed by him. Yeah. Um, um. I kind of have different thoughts on. I think he's a variant of Kang the Conqueror who they are setting up because Kang the Conqueror is meant the, to be the villain. Phase four main villain. Yeah, I think he's meant to be the villain for Ant Man and the Wasp, and then he'll just probably continue through with the multiverse, which is obviously what this and other series have been setting up. Um. I. I was like, I see why people did like him. He was quite entertaining, you know. He had some villain aspects, but for me, I wasn't that interested in him. And I finale, like, it was, it was. I loved the visuals in it, by the way. In oh, well, not just in the finale, in all the episodes, I love that shot that we get of the multiverse expanding, and the ending is so good when Mor- Mobius doesn't know who Loki is because he's on another universe now where Kang's obviously taken over. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't really like Loki's, the Kang variant. But I can see why you might have liked him. But I just, he was a bit, for me, he was a bit unlikable, which is, I don't mean to, like, make it feel that I hated him or anything. Yeah. I just wasn't that big of a fan of his character but i thought that he was a good addition to loki and i'm sure he'll kind of shine through in season two when ant-man yeah. and the wasp quantum mania so um, yes yeah, moving on to the kind of next topic because this episode has been quite long <laughs> yeah. um yeah we've talked about star wars which is um star wars galactic's kind of main topic and mm-hmm. um now we're going to sort of talk about a thing that I've been waiting for for quite a while now, and um, I'm, I've been working on some videos on theories about it, but it's on the Kingdom Hearts possible movie, but more likely TV series, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which I am very much excited for because it's supposed to be in a kind of anime style. It'll be CG animated, so if you look at things such as the Rugrats reboot, which is an okay example of CG animation, but it's something along those lines, which is which is the same type of animation that's used in the cutscenes in Kingdom Hearts. So um, we literally know nothing about the plot, we just know <laughs> it's happening. Um, it's the same cast, same animation, same um, people that have helped make Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And apart from that, we know nothing else. It's oh. um, it, it's yeah. coming. That's that's all we know. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to learn more about Kingdom Hearts, you can go over to the Keyblade Theorist YouTube, <laughs> um, because obviously that's what you mainly talk about and theorize. So, 
um, if you want to know more about that, then definitely go over to the Keyblade Theorist's YouTube channel. Um, and now to kind of finish up, because I thought we should probably talk about what we usually yeah. talk about to give um, people a flavour of what we do on our main channels. And I just want yeah, to quickly... First of all, um, I just wanted to kind of quickly spitfire two quick films. Oh, yes, um, there was this film that came out, which is in cinemas at the moment, and um, was I think it was free on Amazon Prime for a while, I think it was. Oh. Uh, so I watched it on there. It was not a good film at all. It's called Old. Yeah, I've been hearing things about Old. What on earth is that about? Is that like 32 minutes? Because I saw it's, it's like, runtime or something. Is it, or is that like, it's like every middle-aged person's version of a horror movie. Like getting grey hairs, growing old, becoming an old person, the teeth right. fall out, need to go to a retirement home, that sort of thing. But it's... It's just like these young teens that look like they were from Baywatch um, <laughs> or some form of teen drama and um, go to a beach and they're like, no one else is at this beach. And then all of a sudden they touch the water and they're getting all wrinkly and they're getting old. <laughs> like there's this kid who's about eight um, who doesn't, who does a dreadful job of acting, no offense. Um, like he he goes swimming in the water and then he comes back as like an 18 year old man basically they're trying to find this magical item that can stop them aging that's on the beach (laughs) and it's um it's a pretty garbage is it a horror film or is it like a it's supposed to be horror but there's no like it's not like it where Pennywise is the main kind of monster I suppose or Chucky where it's a small doll that wants to kill everyone Um, it's nothing like that it's just like the horror of being old the the horror of being old which there was a there was a mini movie that um, sort of covered that same topic from Disney in fact um, where basically it's this couple that's trying to run away from the rain cloud which is making them grow older and even even horror visual but it generally has spectacular visuals in it and it's it's kind of the same premise as old such an original title um like who would want to see a film called old it's just it's it's not good and the other film real quickly um i do love my animation so i'm just going to quickly skip over this one and is the owl house not the owl house um, the Loud House oh, um, movie, um, which has been in the kind of rooster cards, rooster cards, um, the playing cards of Netflix for quite some time now, as Netflix has been in partnership with Nickelodeon with the SpongeBob movie, the third one, which was um, purely marketing for one of their spin-off series, mm-hmm. um, which we do not talk about. Um, so yeah it's finally coming out in August so a couple of weeks from when we're recording this um, and I'm kind of excited to see what they do They're, they go to Scotland and they find out their royalty so it's about this family that are really loud but the main villain she likes quiet 
she wants to she wants to use this magical staff which doesn't really link in with the series oh that's a that's a character's name by the way Lincoln um so it doesn't just like the series it doesn't have anything to do with magic or cartoony or anything it's kind of like more kind of reality if you get what I mean it's nothing like okay superpowers or anything but it's like in this movie they find a magical staff that can take away all the loudness and the woman's like ha ha everyone's all quiet now I've stolen your voices um <sighs> it doesn't fit in and I'm excited to see um how it does with reviewers and whatnot but for the time being I just want to kind of sit back and relax and see how it does yeah um, I'm not exactly excited for it but I will end up watching at some point Okay. And, um, sorry, I keep talking. Yeah. Um, just a quick little thing that I think you might want to talk about as well is Wish Dragon. I haven't seen this, but I am. Um, I've seen the trailer. It tells me everything I need to know. It's. It wasn't an Aladdin ripoff like I was thinking it was going to be. Um, I, I actually, I actually got shown wrong. Um, okay. But like critics have been saying, like. Um, that it's not an Aladdin ripoff, and I can get what I mean by that. And um, it is. I'm struggling to say the word good right now. Um, it's an okay. It's all right. It's not the best it could have been. It's like um, you have this villain with the legs, and I, I do kind of like the style of him, but it like. Even the character design for every person, it's so basic. Yeah, um, it looked it by the animation from the trailer. Yeah, but the the dragon, voiced by a name I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that any good? Kind um, of like a character that I truly connected to. It wasn't, it was surprisingly um, not like um, the genie from Aladdin. I know, they should have, well, if it's not like Aladdin, they really should have advertised it that way. Because the way they advertised it, it's It's like... like the genie actually had a backstory, and he's kind of like this high society person um, who only cared about himself. And it was it was done in such a nice way that he kept, like, the genie got character development. It wasn't just the guy that wanted to fall in love with the princess. <laughs> um, but as that was basically the plot of it, um, which it can be related to Aladdin in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, it was an okay. It was alright. Anyway, sorry, I'm sure we should wrap this up right no, now. No, sorry, I was just gonna finish because you've been talking about Kingdom Hearts which is kind of what you specialise, I know it sounds like a job or whatever but you, you're, you kind of talk about on your YouTube channel so I'm just to finish off, I thought I'd talk about an upcoming Star Wars film. Well, not for like two years, but the next Star Wars film, after they're kind of taking a break from all that, trying to make kind of people, uh, how, what's the word? Trying to kind of um, not forget about the sequel trilogy, kind of just move on from it and start fresh with Rogue Squadron, which is something, which is a surprisingly fighter pilot film which is not what i was expecting out of star wars but it's something that i'm quite interested in seeing honestly a star wars war movie 
yeah well we don't know too much about it just yet a bit like the kingdom hearts film but we do know that it's going to be directed by patty jenkins and who has done wonder woman and she's done both wonder woman films and she is said that they've almost finished pre-production which means they're going to start filming soon and it's all going really well for her after she's working on wonder woman 3 and cleopatra as well as rogue squadron so uh it seems like all things going good for her but i really am excited to see what this rogue squadron film is gonna bring to star wars really because she when we got an introduction or like a teaser or whatever um it was saying that her was like a granddad or something she was a fighter pilot and that she wanted to tell a story like a good fighter pilot film but she didn't know how and so she's chosen star wars to tell that story not of her grandfather or whatever but just like a like a like an interesting fighter pilot story because the fighter pilots have always been like part of the final battle in a star wars film but i think giving them kind of like a way of just showing themselves in their own light is really a good way of 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 changing things up after the sequel trilogy and how it was had a lot of controversy and things so i think that's a really good move to make and i've seen that this podcast is maybe our longest one yet but obviously i'll try and crop it down a little bit um but yeah that is the we've talked about various things one that is the finale black widow jungle cruise the suicide squad the bad batch loki kingdom hearts as well as loud house um wish dragon and rose squadron uh, we hope you've enjoyed what we've made of out of these seven episodes we've talked about in fact get it up here what we've talked about we've talked about uh streaming we've talked about marvel and dc we've talked about cinema we've talked about a variety of films that have been adap- like adapted we've talked about we've focused on marvel we've talked about new releases in film and now we've finished up with a kind of boom of various topics to kind of finish up uh yeah to kind of finish this up so we uh well i'm gonna leave you to do the outro because i've got you onto the outro <laughs> sorry but um yeah we hope you've enjoyed what we've made well, I'll leave um yeah so i think that's kind of season one all wrapped up now so the, I mean, and the support has been great so thank yeah. you for even just listening to it yeah and even if we don't just your support and comments and things and feedback as always has been really helpful so we have we do hope that you've enjoyed what the seven episodes now which is really weird to think about that we've made seven like 30 minute uh 12 20 to 30 minute podcast episodes i mean right now we're recording at 51 minutes but it'll be shortened down to less so you it's not too long but it's basically like a big finale like they do with avengers endgame um but yeah we've just hope you've enjoyed what uh what we've done in the starboy podcast <laughs>